All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we're at it once again. Let's, uh, let's get after it here on a Tuesday. There's... Rocky and Pinder and Retro and myself and we're ready. Can you see him in that shot? I guess you can. I could kind of. I'm just kind of looking. Yeah, it's, it is a little unusual. I brought Rocky in as a gift from a friend, and uh, I just sort of have a yeah. very male, sweaty, shiny, glimmering midsection over my shoulder. It wasn't really what I had in mind, but uh, hey, it's better than a blank wall. Maybe it is Tuesday. Who's to say, yeah. Um. He's an imposing figure for sure. Do you think that's is that life size? Do you think he's no? It's got to be too small. It's less than how how tall is Sly? Sly's right? not big. Sly like five nine or six two. Where is he? Oh, he's muted. Yeah, yeah, muted. Not sure what happened. We were talking to him. Still muted. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Good start. Great what start. happened? What you do? I almost spilt. There you go. Oh, no, I almost spilt my coffee. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. kind of sloshed around here. I was cleaning up. Do you have the specs on Sly? Do you, have you met Stallone? The tale of the tape? Sly, is, uh, he's a wee fella. <laughs> he's not a big man. He's a, he is. He's a wee gent. Can we do like a, does anybody have a thing on there? Who do you talk he's to on fit, this? Though. He's though. You know, he's got fitness on his how side. How big? How, how big? Not, and not, uh, not his cock. Uh, what? How tall is Sylvester Stallone? Thank you. Sylvester Stallone is 1.77 meters tall. Oh, there it is. 1.77 meters. Almighty. Now we know exactly how tall he is. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. 
That's not big though. Two meters is like over six feet. So, yeah, it's not metric. What's the other? What's the other imperial thing called? What's the other digital imperial? Imperial? Yeah. Well, I like digital better. Yeah, you like too. digital? I love digital. Yeah. I'm analog? An, what are we? I'm an analog man in a digital world. There you That's go. where I live. Uh, <laughs> can hear the chuckling. Uh, here in the Tower Chrysler Studios, the 2022-23. Calgary Herald, Reader's Choice, Gold. I told you. You nailed it. Yeah. Reader's Choice Award winner for uh, number one choice. Dodge Ram. Uh, Surge of tower over slide, I think. Eh? Maybe an inch. Uh, well, yeah. Surge, big dude. Surge, big dude. Im- uh, imposing. Surge would have the energy as well. That's true. The longer that fight goes, the more I like Surge. Yeah. If he can just, you know. I guess rope it up for a few rounds early. Let Sly tucker himself out. Sly is known for Sly is known for going late. I think Surge has got to jump on him, use his energy early, and put him to bed. Or else, I think once Sly gets through that eighth round, he's nearly unstoppable. See now, what are are we talking? The sweet science, or are we talking in in the streets? Like an alley Surge has gone to the school of hard knocks. Like this guy, I've had some. I've I've sat down with Surge. I've heard the stories. This is wrestling bears up in the Northwest Territories, things like that. There's a lot of rings on that tree. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Though, so is Sly. Street Sly has fought in the mean streets of Philadelphia. Yeah. So let's. You can't take that away from him. I'm not questioning Surge and his ability to give you a rough, rusty shank, but <laughs> Sly would be so ready to answer. Rusty shank. So Sly may be more above board, but Surge, dirty bastard. Is that what you're saying? Ah, you can't, it's the dark you can't trust him. Sneaky. I think, Sly, I, I think Sly is tough as nails, and he's got some good. He's got a great jaw, uh, but old Surge. <laughs> He, he'll get dirty. I he'll didn't get realize that. Shank that. right off the ground there. Anything he can get his hands on. Yeah. And at all costs, eh? Uh, we have Frank Cervelli standing by. Did you? How much uh, hockey did you take in? I know we've got time change, so it's good for some, not so much for the other. The late games. What'd you get into last night? I I got into a nap, but before the Oiler game, it was two nothing. Yeah. And this uh, thing's over. The head start head started to bob a little bit, so. And I was bouncing around. I was watching this and watched a period here and watched a period there. I never, I never sat and saw one through. That's the nice thing about but those staggered starts. I don't know if that's the beauty flipping. of it or the. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the beauty or the downside of the early playoffs. There's well, so much going on. If you hadn't left us, it remained in the best sports viewing time zone on earth. You probably could have done all the True. above. You bounce around and you get to finish some games. I felt for you. I was thinking about last night. It was past midnight here. And it's like, oh, Rhett's not staying up until two to watch OT, I'm guessing. No. But that's the it, it is. It's no. the joy and the curse. Round number one, so much hockey. But mm-hmm. the stagger starts, allows you to bounce around. You are. You're just by virtue. You, there's one that's just not going to get the love for me. That was the uh, the early game. I watched the start of the Carolina Islanders game. But as mm-hmm. soon as that Boston-Florida thing came on, that was at another level. Stuck yep. there. Yep. Let's go check the other one. Ooh, these two guys are at it. Let's go. And then uh, I, like you probably, I... Didn't need to see any more of the Oilers and Kings once it was 2 nothing. thought that was nope. probably enough. Dallas, Minnesota started out pretty sleepy, but from the second on, I mean, it was physical, mean, really. Like, that was the most physical game I thought we had last night. And I, I was the goaltenders were phenomenal in, in the two overtime periods. As much as, you know, you're in Alberta and the Oilers get the drama and the fan base and all that, 
that was game of the night for me last night. Let's bring in our uh, our NHL insider for the playoff for the purposes of the playoffs. Our NHL insider Frank Saravelli, brought to you by Bonton Meat Market, opened its doors in 1921, and all they've done since is provide the best quality service and product to Calgarians and Southern Albertans. Triple A Alberta beef. You ever had Alberta beef, Frank? Oh come on. Oh, I have. Uh, just I love. This is the perfect. Has there ever been a better? Corporate synergy than having a meat sponsor for me. Yeah, that's I right. was thinking, why didn't we get here sooner? This is a natural. Yeah, <laughs> it's <some> protein. <laughs> Nothing but protein in the Cerevelli segment. Once again, Bonton voted Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner for Best Deli Meat Market, 28 Crowfoot Circle Northwest, BontonMeatMarket.com. Now, Greg Keller is the uh, owner-proprietor. Meathead. A lot of texting with, with Greg yesterday. He is a season ticket holder. He is a concerned fan. Wanted the, wanted the dirt. Wanted to know what was going on. Uh, we're about 24 hours into the post-Brad Treliving era, although his contract ex- expires. But still, it's uh, it, Brad is done. And now the search begins. You had kind of, I mean, you not that you need to take credit, but there were some people when you would come on here and you'd say, well, there's going to there's be some changes. I just don't know to what degree. And people and so, oh, well, thanks for the uh, breaking news tips. That's, uh, that's a real, real, real breaking news there. But it, it does happen. There it will no doubt be more changes. But I don't suppose you were stunned when the news was made official yesterday that Treliving was stepping away. I'd say I'm a little bit surprised in that I was not entirely convinced that Brad Tree Living was leaving. I, this, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but, but essentially what played out here is a power struggle. Brad Tree Living was not coming back if Daryl Sutter was the Flames head coach. And Daryl Sutter remains the Flames head coach, so therefore no more Brad Tree Living. And... I'm I'm a little surprised given that it's not just a Brad Tree Living issue here, that it extends to multiple players, that Daryl Sutter is the one who survives. And I and I guess I should say for now, because I'm not convinced that when the puck drops on opening night in October, that Daryl Sutter will still be the guy behind the Flames bench. I think there's still a lot to sort out, but it just seems to kind of go about this in a backwards way in that if indeed Daryl Sutter won't be here in October, then why wouldn't you just keep Brad true living then? Maybe, you know, if you're sitting there saying, well, a change was, was necessary either way, I guess I could see that, but then that's not really what the flames were thinking because they had offered Brad true living a contract multiple times throughout the year this year. So there seems to be a, a disconnect I guess, uh, Rhett, you know, you'd know this, you know, as well. Like, I don't, I never have gotten a sense through the lockouts that Mary Edwards was a big player friendly guy. So maybe this is sort of uh, Mary Edwards and Daryl Sutter together saying, you know what? The inmates are not going to run the asylum here. This is how we're going to do things, get in line. I just think that really makes for a tough situation for whoever this next general manager that walks into the spot, they're going to have to pick through a lot and it's, it's not going to be an enviable place to be. It's been the tough situation for every GM that's walked through there. I think Mr. Edwards is involved as I think most owners are, but I think that if you 
looking. <laughs> I don't think Mr. Edwards is told how to operate in the hockey business or the oil and gas sector. I think he uh, has a grasp of how he wants to do things, and he's going to do them the way he wants to do it. And uh, I'm not saying that he's blind to advice, but I think he believes in his approach to things, and I think he's that's that's part of the reason why the Flames find themselves in the situation they're in, and I think it will be it. It's going to be a tough spot for somebody to walk into. I said this kind of, we got into it yesterday when I said that Treliving has walked away. Is it, is it safe to assume? And we kind of had already. Is it safe to assume that Sutter is going to be back? Because if Sutter was, if he was close to leaving, to your point, Frank, why would Treliving leave? There's 32 of those jobs. And this guy, yes, it's the same for, for Daryl. I'm interested. I know Eric Francis had in his column yesterday. He used, he said that as early as Wednesday, we might hear from Daryl Sutter. Um, Eric, fine reporter, and that he put a put a date on it. I am curious. We d- we did not hear from Brad yesterday. We've not heard from Daryl. Um, I I just wondered to what degree is it? I I think there's that a coach and a GM aren't kumbaya. You know, it's probably not going to shock a lot of people. I just wonder how much of this it was. It was painted yesterday as. Treliving leaving because of the stress of the job. He'd put in so much time and, and he's a hard worker and spend time with the family and all of that. And I'm sure that there's always some degree of that. But I do wonder what if there's a percentage. There's almost zero truth to that. No? Uh, it's, it's, it's spin. Don't get lost in the spin cycle. Not that you do. Yeah. Um, Brad Treliving is going to have a job working in the NHL this season. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. I don't know where that's going to be. I don't know what role that's going to be in, but he's a really well-respected guy that um, people understand the situation and parameters he's been working in to Rhett's point. And there are, you know, limitations, not, not in, in the marketplace in terms of, you know, getting people to want to come to Calgary and to want to stay in Calgary, uh, you know, you heard the players talk about the dome and, and the issues there, but also just from ownership's perspective, not an easy place to work. And everyone around the league knows that that's a well-known fact. So he's going to have an opportunity to work somewhere else this year. I'd be surprised if he isn't. Um, I, I, the, they don't want to say the thing that I'm saying. And I just said, which is this became an issue of personnel. And a decision needed to be made, and and he made his and drew a line in the sand. And the Flames aren't going to come out and say, "Oh, hey, well, we, you know, we're uh, our coach. Everyone loves our coach. Come on, what are you ta- what are you talking about here? That's like that's not the situation that's at play. And it is going to be interesting to hear Daryl Sutter whenever he speaks because this was so off the rails that I think he had in speaking to multiple players who went through their exit interviews over the last you know, week, the tone of the conversation when it came to the coaching staff and Daryl Sutter was very, hey, let's, let's forget about last year. Let's put last year behind us. It's not going to help us moving forward. We need to flush it, and we need to start fresh. That was the, the ask of Daryl Sutter to players. We'll see if they can actually do it. I'm not convinced that that's the case. I think there's a lot of baggage there. 
And I've, I've stressed this multiple times that it's, it's difficult to just get past that and, and start playing again. And I think it also may impact the other decisions that the Flames have to make this summer when it comes to players who are entering the final years of their deal. This is a critical summer from that perspective. Okay, so on that front, some GM is going to have to come in and talk extension and or you know assess trade value for players. What did you make of Don Maloney's uh, introductory press conference? John Bean was beside him. And what does a GM search look like now? He also said he's going to chat with Daryl either today or Wednesday being tomorrow for the coach review, which isn't done yet from, from Don Maloney. Uh, just unpack all that for us if you can. Well, Don Maloney and Brad Living were locked together at the hip. Really close working relationship. And I can't imagine that Don Maloney is sitting there as president of Hockey Ops feeling all that different than Brad Living was on his way out the door. I think my guess is that he's going to push to make a coaching change. Will he be able, That's why he left the door open in his comments, saying that the coaching review is not complete yet. So to me, that that sort of sets us up for like round two of this, and it's right out of the really gates. fitting Jesus. that you have Rocky behind you for that. <laughs> okay, so this this last week when I was in Calgary, I tried to we tried to spin that the year was close, and that with a save here or a goal there you're in a playoff spot and all of this changes the perspective of the players on their coach, the GM, the coach working relationship, how this all, you know, uh, just a few more wins earlier in the year. And perhaps this doesn't blow up this way, but it did. And now you're in this situation where you got a GM that we all believe had a job to keep chose not to, for whatever reasons We, we can, speculate and i think we're probably pretty close to the truth but but what what screams to me of we talked about three weeks ago was the dysfunction in the organization which to me just becomes more glaring as we dig into this you got a gm that could have stayed chose not to but the guy that you've replaced him with is the same thing basically they've worked together for 15 years they hired each other Yes, you're different personalities, but there's no damn way that it's a complete 180 going in the other direction with Don Maloney running things now. Yeah, I don't understand how this is supposed to work. I, I don't get it, and it, it just I, I can't wrap, wrap my head around it. Who's driving the bus at the Saddle Dome? The man in Switzerland. That's it. I, I don't know any other way to say it. Like, you also have to keep in mind, Don Maloney was signed to a contract extension by Brad Tree Living yes. in recent recent weeks. So this this is what not the- like it's almost like they set this up from weeks ago that if this were to happen, that this is the next course of the Flames aren't gassing Don Maloney after just signing a contract extension. The, you no, know, and, and no. that to me, you know, let's take it a step further in terms of the GM search. Why wasn't like, so you make this announcement and you take a step forward and you say, Don Maloney is going to be the guy steering the ship. So Craig Conroy is sitting there as your assistant GM, well-liked, well-respected, has done just about every job in the organization from, 
you know, bottom to top. For a long and time. Then, for a long time. And so wait, so why didn't you promote him? Like, what is this search going to be? And and how different, you know, are, are you really going to bring in someone now from the outside, which is possible, uh, to then wade through this muck that doesn't know it? I can't. I can't see that happening. I don't know about you. Yes. So why were why why didn't you make the step and promote Craig Conroy yesterday to GM? I think the process well, wise, it's it's good to say we're going to look for the best candidates and Craig. Maybe I think it is looks like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I, I think it, I, I, I see think parts it, of that. I think it looks clumsy. But I think Frank, you, you come out yesterday, or you, he knows the system. He knows the players. He knows the city. He knows the league. He's well-liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. It's instant, you know, if you're looking to curry any kind of favor. I, I know, I, I just, I, I said it yesterday, and I, but, and I just don't know why. It's, it just, it made perfect sense. And here's the thing for me, if it's, sorry, I know you want to no, jump you're in, good. Ryan. But if it's not Conroy, why the, did you let your living end the season? And why wasn't someone, whoever it would be, I'm guessing Bean, interviewing guys for this position in case this is the scenario like and now you've got don maloney interviewing guys who's based like i just said basically the same as tree I, it does it does look clunky i get what you're saying pinder go find the best guy they could have been doing that yeah i agree for a long time well and i think that's why we saw a president and of hockey have. operations created because i don't think you know john bean's very good at his job his job is not to go find gms and if you were asking him to do it i think he's out of his comfort zone i think even that press conference showed him to be maybe a little out of his comfort zone in terms of you know there was a, some nervous chuckles and i don't think that went as smoothly as perhaps it could have gone but i mean if, if we're saying that the new president of hockey ops is going to ask the owner if he can get a coaching change here like this is peak dysfunction frank and when you said earlier you're surprised that sutter wasn't moved i mean anyone that's been in this market and studied how this team's operator just paid attention they hate paying guys not to work as soon as you heard the numbers on that saturday it's like it doesn't matter what he does whether he's the biggest problem or not a problem at all they're not going to pay this guy to not be here it's too much money. Well, it, guess what? You know but, why you end up with this function is you end up with this function when you're more worried about saving the eight million dollar coach ahead of the eighty-two and a half million dollar roster. Agreed. And as long as you continue to do that and make the same mistake after mistake after mistake, there's no helping you. And they weren't gonna. And and, and if we're correct, they weren't gonna make any changes. The yeah, they were ready to bring everyone back. Away, it yeah. would be the same whole the whole thing. Yeah. It would be the same walking into next year. Yeah, there might be some assistant coaches or something, but Even, they were ready to bring yeah. back GM and coach after one of the most dysfunctional seasons we've seen. <laughs> and one of them got promoted. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was even a promotion mixed yeah. in there too. Yeah. yeah. Uh man, it's and I I'll say this, if it's if it's not Conroy, I'm I'm effing out. Well, I mean, look, if, if they go so, find someone who's an absolute ace, but I just don't see an absolute ace showing up here because of all the dysfunction we talked about. I asked right? the other who day. Who would want to? That's yeah. my question. Who who else is well-equipped to wade through this shitstorm? There's so much managing up. Like I don't think an outsider can do galoshes and like a legit, you got to wear a hard hat walking in there for the first day because you know you're taking a job where you're inheriting a coach who's more or less bulletproof and a roster that doesn't like him 
and a team that's already essentially capped out with more players that they need to fill out the team with. We can move on, I, I guess, because I think we've all kind of touched all the bases there. Established where yeah. we're at. When you want to talk about dysfunction, and I know this was one that it caught my attention immediately, and I like I, I like to go to social media and just see what other people did. Did I hear that the same way? Did everybody hear that? And John Bean, and I'm not looking to throw John Bean. He's a wonderful guy, and he's he's more of on the business side anyway. But he he was asked about the team retooling or rebuilding and why is that? And he, he used the phrase, I'm not allowed to even use the word rebuild. And that goes back, Rhett, so long. I remember Ken King saying that. I remember Feaster. Co- you go back, this is under Murray Edwards. And again, we've said it. Maybe it's commendable. I'm going to pay to the cap and we're going to try and win every year. But it just feels like, when this is the track record of success or lack thereof that you get with that credo, maybe you need to revisit how you're doing it because it's been well, one deep run in since 1989. But that's the whole freaking problem was last summer. Uh, we give, and rightfully so, we give your living great credit for the trade he made. But we feel like those are great assets in a situation where a guy had requested a trade and how are you going to We give him great credit, but you can damn well see what the demand was. That was an opportunity for Treliving to go screech, stop the vehicle, do a, do a walk around and make sure that the windshields weren't broken out and the, there wasn't a flat and go, wait a minute. Oh, what's my approach for the next five years? Right. And he wasn't allowed to, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because the mandate was going to be people love Calgary. It's a great city. You have to get people in there. that want to pay play and pay them and make the goddamn playoffs. Cause you Instead know, of being allowed to go, huh? We've just lost three tw- mid 20 year old stars who are supposed to carry our franchise for the next seven d- years. And they've all disappeared. Okay. Let's reevaluate here. What do we really have? And and, and I don't think that it was allowed. I think, like you yeah. just said, Agreed. the mandate, which continues to be, and we've given credit for it, is make the playoffs. Okay, make the playoffs. Well, that, that's not a plan. You're yeah, slapping shit you. together and hoping it works. Frank, Full just... Full on, Rhett, that's a conversation yeah. that was had in that Calgary Flames front office. I can show you the text message. In our room today, the question was, maybe we should blow this up, question mark. Well, and, and Bean specifically referenced that trade, Rhett, in the press conference yesterday and said, we had multiple offers on the table. One of them was a rebuild, and the other was a keep this team competitive now with the good pieces we already have. Well, they had multiple offers, right? And I, Correct. I, I, was, but, but that was to, to, I had my props. It was going to be, because you have to run it up the flagpole, yeah. and Matthew Kachuk has given you five teams, and you've got four or five offers. Mm-hmm. Here's what we have on the table. This is prospects and uh, picks, prospects and picks, Young players, prospects and picks, and uh, this is uh, established star players. 29 uh, and 30 year olds. Is that your living saying I'm going to do what I think is best? Or do, like you say, if it's, we don't rebuild, did he even have a say at the end of it? Now I'm, you know, I'm speculating, but anything we hear is that it's not about a rebuild. We want butts in the seats. I and- can even tell you who the teams were. Well, fire away. Carolina Hurricanes. Please. I thought I thought Matthew Kachuk was going to be a Carolina Hurricane 
three hours before the trade went down. It was all futures based. It was not unlike or not all that different than, you know, the package that the flame, the hurricanes were in the mix to send to San Jose for Timo Meyer or something similar to what San Jose ended up getting from New Jersey. Like it, it's, they were thinking ahead. St. Louis was thinking, uh, you know, in terms of prospects as well, picks and prospects like that's, those are what the flames had on the table and decided against it. And I can understand um, I'm not covering for the flames at any stretch of the imagination. I could understand how it's intoxicating though, to say you can add a 115 point player that basically replaces Johnny Gaudreau, you know, even for even for a guy that you are, are not going to be keeping in Matthew Kachuk. And then whatever piece you get from Uyghur, you know, a, a solid, you know, top two defenseman that you could put on your team. Like I can understand why that, you know, might excite you, but we could debate that forever as to whether or not that was the, the most prudent move for the flames at that time, given that they already lost Johnny and given that Matthew wasn't coming back. How many GMs Frank, and this was because uh, I remember Ken would all Ken King, when, when we would talk about this on the radio and he would kind of come down and he'd be, I just kind of want to talk to you guys. Just, I don't disagree. I disagree with you, but you've had your point. His thing was, do you honestly think that other GMs in the league can just pick up a phone call and make a trade with another GM and then fax it in without running it up the flagpole? He says, that's just, there's no such thing as autonomy to that degree in the National Hockey League. Do you, is, is that the case? Is, are there GMs that can just run it and then tell people what they've done? No, there is not. I can tell you that every owner in this league is at least apprised of a move before it's made. They may not veto it. They may just nod. They may ask questions. Some require you to sell them on the idea. What's your pitch? Why, how does this make us better? You know, why are we doing this? But there's no one that just hits the button and then tells their owner after the fact. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Well, and so this is why it's so hard to, <laughs> like, if you had to assign a letter grade or talk about, you know, how was Brad it's in Calgary? Work, it's like, yeah. well, I mean, it's 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 wading into the muck to your point, Frank. Like, to, to really figure out the deals he couldn't get done or couldn't sell ownership on or the thing he didn't want to do but the owner was pushing. I mean, it, that is a really tough thing to grade. And I guess the hockey people around the NHL would know that. But it's, I, I think it's, it, it's not as clear-cut as he was good or he was bad, right? Yeah, things are not always what they appear to be is the easiest way to say it. You don't know what the parameters mission and mandate are at all times publicly you can guess but if you were to grade him based on knowing that that's you know that's what he was told to do i'd say it looks pretty damn good yeah and, and you know how many gms or you know, how many guys do that get a hold of ownership or whatever and then run it up the flagpole and get told no you know maybe maybe it is a small percentage but there's it's just that's the chain of of events and the chain of command and i just know in the past it's cost them a deal or two here that they couldn't get a hold of the people they needed to get a hold of and the other team said well i can't sit around we're making i've got another offer we're going with it so yeah. the flames didn't get a deal done never mind if you wanted to philosophically rebuild or retool 
Yeah. Which is just a hard no. It's like trading a Ginla. It was the, you can't even ask. No, you know, I never got told no. Yeah. Cause you knew you couldn't ask. Like, come on. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they wanted to hire Rat when Feaster was uh, at the end Retro? there. Yeah. As GM? Yeah. Just move right upstairs. Wanted autonomy? What was couldn't the, sticky, get a, what was the get, sticking point, Rhett? Murray was skiing. Oh, is he skier? I don't know. Yeah. He's a skier. Rhett as beer vendor. Yeah, Could Brian. Because you, you know Berkey, right? He's like, I haven't got time to sit around and wait. Where's to hell with it? Or, give, or, give it to Trillivan. Or did Rhett not get his emails? <laughs> it was one of the two. Was, like at that, both yeah. ends, there was a bit of communication breakdown. Right uh, we we can move. We, well, don't want to keep you forever. What'd you think of night one? Hook it into my veins for the next fifty nine nights. Like yeah, that was good. So good. The the sheer violence that you saw in in Calgary and or sorry in uh, Minnesota and Dallas was unbelievable. Uh, that was one of the most physical you know series openers that I can remember. You know, then you had a multi goal third period comeback twice from the LA Kings. You know, seizing on the power play. Um, Nine power play goals last night of the 19 that were scored. The Bruins have no Patrice Bergeron out with illness and also is like very clearly banged up. If you look at the last few weeks of the season that he missed with injury, I don't know how much of that is illness, how much of that is injury. They set the tone. Linus Olmark stops all 18 of the first shots he sees from the Florida Panthers. Take care of business. Like, the drama, the excitement, the emotion. I can't believe we get to start four more series tonight. Can't wait. The best. That Dallas-Minnesota one, and I, I admit I didn't watch it start to finish or anything, but to your point about it being physical, Red, it takes you back to playoff series when just after every whistle, yep. in front, it, it, there's going to be a scrum in front of the net. Kaprizov got cross-checked right in the back below the shoulder pads, down, no whistle. Back and forth it went, no whistle, no whistle. And the, the goalies were awesome too, Frank. I mean, in overtime, I'm thinking of the glove save Ottinger makes, the incredible save that Gustafson makes. Like back and forth they went. I think they hit a knob of a stick Dallas minutes before the winner goes in at the other end. This was unreal. What's your read? Ender always has his eye out for a knob. Yeah. What's, uh, and we'll let you go. What's your, is uh, Oilers in trouble or Oilers in five? <laughs> Where are you at? Uh, you know what? I actually think the Oilers, I'm a little concerned. You heard uh, Leon Dreisaitl mention after the game that, you know, it was almost, he used the word maturity, that there's a maturity that this team needs. And I thought they were past this. Mm. You know, the Oilers led the league this season up until January in terms of beating themselves. The Flames were a close second. Uh, but when you look at the the Oilers and the way last year when these two teams met, that Edmonton opened the door for LA to get back into the series multiple times, force a game seven. I'll tell you what, if you're going to squander games like the Oilers did on Monday night, this is where their run is going to end in the playoffs right in the first round, because this Kings team is a lot better than they were last year. And Kevin Fiala is expected to be back at some point guy who led their team in scoring for the first 78 games of the season or whatever it was, they're going to get better. So the Oilers need to figure it out and find a way to, to nail that game one down. There's no excuse losing that game with 17 seconds left 
uh, tying it up and then losing in OT. I don't, you can say what you want about the the power plays and and should they have been calls or not? Did the refs? You know, I saw Oiler fans saying the only reason they lost is because of the officials. I don't think so. You give the Kings that many power plays in a game, uh, it's bound to bite you. Thank you, Frank. Good to see you. Appreciate you. Preach. Hang in there, guys. Yeah, buddy. We'll hang in there. There's Frank Valley. Playoff Frank, a presentation of Bonton Meat Market since 1921. It's all about Bonton up. <laughs> Uh, the new, well, it's, I was going to say new. It's probably been about, what, 15 years? 28 Crowfoot Circle, because the old one New compared to, to 1921. By, uh, yeah, back in the day. It's yeah. not Greg Keller. Greg's got uh, questions. Well, so, we got, you got some answers so, there, I think. So what are we going to, how are we going to, what's, uh, geez, uh, do you think it was this? So what do you, I was I worried about Greg. I know. He's, he's in the weeds right now. He's a fan. He's a he fan answers, and wants, damn it. wants some wins and doesn't. I think there's a lot of. People in the same boat, though, isn't there? Because yeah. we're going to get in trouble because we always come across as we're critiquing and hard on this team, but there's so much that doesn't make sense. It, it You just, you, you stop and you kind of stop. Well, wait a minute. What, what? So we should, is it blind faith and belief that whatever they've got going on down there is going to figure it out? Because you haven't. Yeah. It's not working. Like the notion of Don Maloney going to Murray and saying, Hey, I'd like to make a coaching change. Like, does that not just reek of peak dysfunction? Well, and I, I, I don't know that it would happen because, but in the first month, first week of your tenure to do that after the old, the outgoing guy wasn't granted, would we imagine he would have wanted that? Well, and even if he does do it and he gets, and Sutter gets canned, does that not again go, well, what the, if Treliving was yeah. here and wanted to stay, because I'm the, with you. Yeah. If if Sutter comes, if we get word that Sutter's out, it makes less sense to me than I, if he I stays. Agree with and you. I don't know that he should stay. Yes, but it makes less sense. And this the sense I think if we all had to forecast this, I think the the, the very likely thing is that he returns because it's in it, in line with the history of how this club's operated with head coaches making big money. And I think that you go into next year and say, okay, if we see continued dysfunction that we think the coach is a root of, now we'll revisit making a change. But at this point, my gut is that he gets the start of the season. So what if it's not? And Frank is don't don't get lost in the sauce and fall for the spin and all of that. How bad? Was it? And it's not a blame game. And I think this is maybe where we got a little sideways. I'm not blaming Daryl for Brad leaving. Uh, you're the GM. You got to work with GM your coach. The G- you know, yeah. you got to. But to what degree? I just that's that's balls, is it not? You've got a contract extension on your ta- on your desk to remain and be an NHL GM, which is a it's a great job. But there there's pressures and all of that. How bad does that environment and relationship with your coach have to be where you say, you know what, I'm good, thanks? It can't be good. Like, I get, I called up Pelche and the coach doesn't well, play him. Well, is that, you're not quitting because of that. It's probably that times a thousand. It's all those little But how many, could it, how many could it really be? 
I think it's probably a lot of things, whether that's, you know, suggestions on lineup or, hey, one of your staff members recommending you do this or, hey, can we talk about this issue? Like the one thing that, that's always scared me the most about Daryl isn't that he's not smart or successful. He's incredibly sharp and has won Stanley Cups with a six and an eight seed. Like the guy gets things that many of us will never, ever get close to. It's that he doesn't collaborate. And so you're a GM that's almost a decade in building towards something. And all of a sudden, this guy doesn't even have time for you to like exercise some of your plan, like maybe get more than two games for Matthew Phillips before he's a UFA. Maybe, you know, let's not come right at the star player in the first week of the season. Um, Now, look, this is speculating, but I just feel like when the GM feels like he's getting overruled by someone lower on the org chart, maybe he just says, I can't do this anymore. But here's a question I have. So you've got that side and you say, well, okay, he's getting overruled by a guy that's lower. Is there the possibility that what Frank talked about with the different options of trades that he felt like he was getting ruled over by yeah. someone above him? I feel well? like it's both sides, like, to be honest. Yeah. Are we convinced? Are, yeah, are we convinced that Living, that's the trade Tre Living wanted to make now? Because no. I'm not. I think and, he's squeezed on both sides. And I criticized and I criticized the signing of it. So maybe he was okay with the trade, but maybe he was told to sign those guys as well. Like, we don't I, know. Yeah. Who knows how deep it goes? He's never signed a contract like the Hubert O one ever before. You, like seventy three percent signing bonus money, that is way out of left field. And maybe that's how dire the circumstances were, or maybe it was get this guy signed. I'm not doing Johnny 2.0 next summer. It's, I it, it's one of those things where you sit. It's like I, we're we're in this. I, I'm kind of it's amazing to kind of be watching this because you're right. It feels crash. it feels like, and I don't now. Do I know how to fix it? No. But I feel like there's enough people, and we all kind of sit here, and you recognize, well, there's something. Something's in, in the stew that right. isn't right. Like, this is, but, this is our but, life. But this stop. is the team we cover. Stop just for a second. If you were given the opportunity to fix it, and it could be for any of us to answer, if you were actually giving, given carte blanche, like, freedom to fix as you saw fit, what would your approach be? Mine would be redo it. I would love to, and I said this redo at the time, it. I'd love to know, even even when the Gaudreau thing goes sideways, and I do believe that's the case. I think that they... They, they, they had them done. I, I believe all of that. That this They thought they had it done. The owner was on board. They were Johnny was back. And then something happened, and he was not back. I'd love to know what those offers were. Yep. Carolina, St. Louis... We obviously know what the Florida one was. Natchez was the name you heard. Out how of hard would it be to look at? I remember a superstar in Huberdo, a very good defenseman in in Mackenzie Weger, a first round pick, and a Schwint. And and you're over the barrel. The player has given you. You've got four or five options tops. Would you be able to look at? Here's young kid, young kid. Guy in the league, first rounder, and hope? Or do you look and say, well, that guy's already a superstar, and that guy's already good, and I'm getting a pick and a prospect. I just wonder how easy or hard it would have been not to take that Florida 
package. Well, and, and his, but here's there's a second part of that, and that's what I've been harping on the whole time. I'm not surprised if that was the best trade that he could make. But what Pinder just said and what I've complained about the whole yeah. time is you absolutely put yourself back, you know, over the barrel or under however, whatever slogan you want to use, term you want to use. But you did the same thing. You had Gaudreau, so now you got Huberto in the same situation. And so did you want that? And if you were comfortable with that situation, did you have to open up and give him the weirdest contract that the Calgary Flames have ever done to sign him? And were you mandated to sign him by someone else? Or were you open to what I've said, let these guys play if they don't fit in? I could trade him at the trade deadline for oodles and boodles of return. 100% speculation, of, but I can I can envision a scenario where ownership looks and sees Gaudreau leaves for nothing. Kachuk wants out. We got this guy. Get it if done. we can sign him and he'll stay long term, do it. Well, and remember what we the first thing you heard. We can't was, go to, yeah. sorry, I just we can't go to summer of 2023 and have another guy walk mm-hmm. for nothing and it was Red, i'm not i'm not i'm not justifying it but i'm if that's i can if that's the the word that came from ownership traded him for a first and a third well and and the th- remember the speculation was oh my goodness like nice trade but he's huberto's never going to sign there anyway and like oh good luck signing these guys i mean i i i, I we can't speak to where the pressure comes from and who the decision making was but it was an interesting spot given the summer they just had and I'll tell you what, like you can change a lot of pieces in this organization. You know, the one thing you can't change, it's the owner and the culture that's set, the relationships and how power works, people working in the last year of their contracts all the time, the way you treat people, that's all set from the owner. No one else sets that tone. Yeah, who's, who else is up for contract? Everyone. I mean, we heard the two assistants got extensions. Daryl has contracts and now Don Maloney uh, is president. But from what I had heard and what Frank had referenced a few weeks ago, pretty much every other human in hockey ops, whether that's trainers, athletic people, all the way through the coaching staff. I think there was some gray area in coaching staff beyond Daryl, but most of the hockey ops, and that's not the first time that all the contracts have come up. It's, it's not a workplace where it's like, hey, I do a good job. I feel loved and I've got all this job security. There's guys two months away from their contracts ending that don't know if they have jobs. Is that how you retain the best talent in the NHL? Treating people like that? Or do they run to more secure spots if they can, if they have that chance? I'm reading on the YouTube chat here. Somebody just says, Rhett, just buy the team. Yeah, seriously, man. Sell the blades and buy this team. I'm working on it. Just buy the team. If Ottawa's going for a billion and they don't have a new rank yet, what's this thing doing okay. going for? So let's just get in front of it. I'm 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 I, I want in in some degree. What's your job? What what is, what um, what role? Food and beverage. I was going to say director of food and bev. Oh, no, head chef. You could have to work your way control. up, son. I can go just hand shit out. See this what, the I, same ownership not, again. This is we we're already keep back into the I, same problem. Can I be dancing boomer in the stands? I really want to well, get the high kicks these, going in the new right. rink. All right. Yeah, head stretcher, you're the therapist, Mm -hmm. and boom, you're the skating coach. Oof. I don't have to demo, do I? 
Because Jasper was not a clinic. Because I couldn't do that at uh, <laughs> at Peewee. I couldn't. That was what inside edge and out, and outside edge. I, I gotta go pee. You go. You can handle this demo. Uh, the hearing loss clinic, hearingloss.ca, 1993 is when it all started. Founded with a simple mission to help bring a positive and make a positive difference in the lives of our clients. Did you know there's different types of hearing loss? You just think, well, I just, you know, I need to turn things up louder. Uh, when I'm in conversations, I have to kind of lean in. It's not different. that simple, folks. All right. I'd like to tell you it's that simple, but it's not that simple. Men and women of all ages, of course, children can suffer from hearing loss, and they have, uh, they've determined serious health risks can be linked to untreated hearing loss. Four locations in Calgary. If you're having issues with your hearing, or you're just, you know, it sounds like some, I've gone, I've had my eyes, I go to the dentist all the time, different things. I've never gone for a hearing test. Well, what are you doing? Look in the mirror. Don't you deserve more? Don't you deserve better than what you've been doing? Hearingloss.ca. Get an appointment. Get an assessment. Go get it. At the Hearing Loss on Twitter and on Instagram, at the Hearing Loss Clinic is how that goes. No flames. Uh, so, so question, I guess. There's I got a couple a things. There was just a Wolverine sighting in a park in Calgary. Buddy, it's in the Pinder report. Don't you there. worry about it. Yeah, old J-Rod. <laughs> That's coming up. I got it. So question, at this point in your life, what brings you more joy, a Flames win or an Oilers loss? Oh, it's an Oilers loss and it's not close. Especially the way they did it. Yeah, 100%. two goal leads, Thank two you of them. very much. The, uh, the arrogance of the Oiler fan showing through even in my TV here in Buffalo and then just the complete dismantling of emotions and mm -hmm. self-control and the pity party that begins. I was going to grab wonderful. a video. I might still grab just it, <laughs> but, but you, you'll know what it is. You know, it's whoop-dee-doo. Hey, and this is, I guess every fan base, when you lose a playoff game, you're upset, but it's like, Oilers. Yeah. Woo. I follow scores. Kings win in overtime. Boo. Throwing shit in the ice. Boo. It was, uh, for a fan base that I think would consider themselves, <laughs> oh. you know, well-schooled in the sport, that was a pretty poor display of how to be a fan. And look, it's playoffs. Everyone gets hyped up. But shit just gets thrown on the ice in that market more. It used to be jerseys for a decade there. Now it's beers and pom-poms. Like, settle the fuck down. Somebody pay Act for like those you've been to a fucking game before. Jeez. You can use those pom-poms again, you know? Who's throwing their pom-poms away? Come like, on, Like, if, if a Bud Light Watch misses it. Connor McDavid's head by two feet in L.A., imagine the fan base in the outrage. That was Anze Kopitar last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Not all ideal. good, then. Yeah. Edmonton. And, yeah, like, once Connor and well, that's Leon the thing. leave, I'll be, won't give him as much joy from them losing. I'll probably be like, okay, I could cheer for you now. But you get gifted that? Because I asked Frank, is it, it are, they, are they in trouble or is it just Oilers in five? Is this just kind of one of those hiccups? And I feel like it's the latter. I kind of do. Um, There's some middle ground there. Connor right? McDavid, minus two, five shots, 21 minutes. Drew a couple penalties. What, what, does, that, what does that always seem to equal? A five-point night Ten the point. next game. Oh, shit. Good point. <laughs> right? Because wasn't it in game one of the Flames series where he wasn't good in game one, and then game two, he... Nine, single. six. I don't think anyone was good in that Jesus. Game. Exhibition. So my 
My spidey sense uh, suggests that he'll be much better in well, game two. We'll see your Betway bets of the day tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and look, like it doesn't have to be Oilers in five or they're in trouble. What if this is just a really hard-fought six or seven-game yeah, series yeah. like we saw last year? Like That's what I saw here. But I, I, if it goes to six or seven, to me, that even feels like Oilers in trouble. The people are. This is a cup favorite. This is the team with the third best odds to win. This is everybody. This is Canada's chance to win a cup. That Fuck the Leafs. This is the Oilers. It's McDavid and Leon. If Leon and, and Connor, who's going to stop them? If it takes seven games to get out the Kings, you and I can look at it and say, well, yeah, the Kings are a good game, are, are a good team. But there's going to be a lot of people who are like, holy shit. There's the same old Oilers. I, I get that, but I also didn't see a huge gap between these two teams over 82. Edmonton came in hot, and that skews things, but the full body is very similar. They finished uh, five points apart. And I, the Kings, I expected a tight series. I think the Kings goaltending has got more experience in the playoffs than the Oilers. And look, if, if you have to play the likes of McDavid, it's a lot easier with Kopitar and Deno down the middle. Those are two defensively elite players. And two power play goals for the Kings. Well, Oilers had a five on three early. Right. But like, don't swing your stick if you're Harney. We'll talk about it. Like you, you don't have to like the ref's call, but you put them in the spot. Yeah. Don't put them in that spot. St. Eugene Golf Resort and Casino. I sent you a text. Did you get my text this morning? I sent you a text. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> that's it. That blank nod. Seems I don't know. Like a terrible idea. I don't know what you're hoping. I would know. Like that's the re- those are the people I hang out. with. Well, you know people. I just I I'm just spitballing. I'm not saying it's a great idea. I'm just trying to. I don't know many rich people. Oh come on! I'm now. an everyday guy. Come on now. He doesn't know many rich people. Yeah. Down to wasn't he telling us I'm about the down guy to that, Earther? Yeah. I'm just sitting here with my infrared weirdo helmet that I yeah, sit Star in Wars eight hours. My <laughs> Star Wars helmet. That doesn't make you rich. No. Any schmuck can get one of those. Championship golf course, casino, spa, restaurants, mountain range. It is a beautiful spot. St. Eugene Golf Resort and Casino. Time to discover or rediscover the beautiful St. Eugene. The golf game, get it ready for just two fifty nine. you and a friend can enjoy a one-night stay, a round of golf, including a power cart at the uh, the beautiful golf course. It's the Spring Swing Package, in available, uh, is, is available April 21st to May 17th. What's the date? I mean, holy smokes. Yeah, run it. You know what Let's I mean? Let's get her going. So if you've been thinking, yeah, golf, but it's, uh, it's a ways away. No, no, it's not. Get after it. Go to Saint, SaintEugene.ca. There it is. But I was, I was just asking right now. We gotta get out there. Like so just trying to trying to get the wheels in motion for a uh, a trip out to St. Eugene. It's gotta be some uh US border city with an airport nearby. We can smuggle right across the border without the troubles we had last time. No, I can come and go as I please now. I'm good. Yeah. I'm in. All right. Well you paid the right people. Let's go. To go? Let's go out there. We're on it. I think sooner's better. Let's yeah, go. We are on it. St. Eugene Golf Resort and Casino. This morning, well, it started yesterday. Uh-oh. God. Something's bringing you down here. <laughs> I had to go on the phone and do the Google. Can you have gout in your elbow? Oh, dear. Dino. Ooh. I got a problem, man. Dino. Which elbow? Fellas. One that's straightened out here? I got a real problem here. Oh, boy. With this. It's hot. 
and, and, but it's not, uh, you know, there's no big puffy sack or anything. But right on the tip of my elbow. Remember when I had that? Yeah. Was that a bone spur? Bursa sack? Bursitis? I don't remember. I had to go get it drained. And the guy, when he pulled the needle out, like it stopped draining. And it actually had a chunk of something yeah. in the needle. That's why it stopped. Like it pulled, pulled it out. Pulled out the bone was, spur. Yeah. Those are no good at all. White cartilage type of thing. That's like so dev. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. might have just bumped it, big boy. Yeah. I've been doing some. I, I, but I think the gout yeah. is a hot but it can be. It, you can get, but it's not in the joint. So when you move the joint, does it hurt? No. Then that's not good. It's, but it's, it's here. It's the tip. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. Mother yeah, effort. You're going to get all swollen really? in there. You're going to get all swollen in there. Drain the fluid. Go get it drained. And then I, you, cause you get into the Google there and it's uh tip of the elbow, pain in the tip of the elbow. Yeah. The pain in the tip of the left elbow. Oh, well, Yeah. Uh, a heart attack. No, yeah. don't do that, Dean, please. please. Well, how did he die? Well, one day he was talking about a sore elbow, and then uh, he fell into the Stallone <laughs> fucking that? cutout, and that was it. The joke landed. He was very funny, and we'll miss him. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry about that. Did I catch you with a high kick on Friday? No, no. Might have been into the sauce enough you wouldn't have felt it. Although I do have, shit, I forgot to do that. Hmm. I do have a bit of an update. Good. Mm-hmm. Or not good? Tomorrow's show. Oh. I'll save it for tomorrow. Good it, or not good? It's not that time sensitive. It's just neither. Okay, good. It's just an update. Yeah, I can update. As long as it's good. Am I dying? We're all dying. Dude. <sighs> Everybody's Cause it, dying. Because if it was swollen and stuff, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go and well, I'd probably just do it myself because I, oh, I need to see it. No, 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 no. You wouldn't. You would, pull, kind of you would vomit before that happens. <laughs> Get an IV bag while you're doing it. Some in, some out. Just replace it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> It's been a pretty good run for his health here. This is, uh, I remember the first five years, it was like every other week. I'm like, I don't think this guy's going to make it. Like, ice? who's going to do the show? <laughs> they just put some ice on it. It's so hot. Yeah, that's it's why the ice, ice would help. Put some ice on it. Want to get out of the old chair yesterday? You got, of... tensor? you got a tensor? You got a tensor at home? Have you got a walking boot, Rhett? Rhett, do you have a spare walking boot I can I got boot some spare crutches borrow? in the garage if you want. Is that going to help? <laughs> Let's do the Pinder Report. Night one behind us, night two in front of us. The Pinder Report brought to you by Village Honda, paying top dollar for your used vehicle. They've got a million dollars to do it. Million dollars. Million. Sell them your vehicle. You'll also get a tropical cruise for two. Find out more online, villagehonda.com. Your dealership for life presents the Pinder Report. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a last night's opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs in a moment, but we start with the Calgary Flames fellows as Elliot Friedman took to his computer and hammered out another edition of 32 Thoughts where the Flames took center stage. Here is the quote from Friedman on the Treliving departure and the deteriorating, deteriorating excuse me, relationship with Daryl Sutter. Uh, this is quoting Friedman. Treliving and the Flames mutually agreed to part ways on Monday, five days after the last game of the season. Don Maloney, now president of Hockey Operations and Interim GM, said Treliving first indicated last Wednesday he would be leaving. It is believed a deteriorating relationship with Sutter played a major role in the GM's decision that the two could not continue working together and really hadn't communicated well in some time. If Sutter didn't have an extension, maybe the outcome is different. None of it surprising, all of it disappointing, and some of it a little too reminiscent of Daryl's last spell with the organization where I believe was it uh, 2009 to 2012, his brother was the head coach and he was the GM and word was they weren't much into talking either. Um, you hope these types of problems can be solved, but when you see it happen multiple times, it makes you worried. The thing of all of this is they're highly paid professionals, right? You know, get along, don't get yeah. along. I don't give a shit. We heard yes. what happened in, in Los Angeles, right? It's all, they locked them out of yes. the room. When you're winning, yeah, the, all this stuff is like comes with the territory, but when you're losing, it's, it's harder to accept. Yeah. So, and I'm with, I'm with you, Boom. The the biggest bone to pick is the fact that you're paid professionals. You should be working together, and it shouldn't be a childish, I'm not going to talk if if that's the case. And you know what? The effing fans shouldn't have to suffer for it and because of it. You see the article from Pike on Flames Nation. If you want more on the topic, there's that. And then there was this uh, yesterday as well, as Don Maloney and John Bean took to the podium to speak, addressing Brad Living's departure. How are we feeling after the press conference? Um, I think both of these men are good men. I think both of them were a little bit uncomfortable in that space. And frankly, neither of them have been in that space for a long time. Maloney, uh, a VP, back in 17, turned senior VP, but this was his first public speaking as a GM or interim GM in a long, long time. And John Bean's very well versed on speaking in the business of Calgary Sports and Entertainment, but to be asked about the hockey side, that's kind of new for him in this type of space. Uh, the words I sort of found, uh, nervy, defensive, emotional, uh, including Don Maloney welling up at the beginning and you know having to power through talking about his good pal, Brad Treliving, who hired him and whom he hired earlier, leaving. It was, is clunky the right word? So Awkward. how's he not going to have a bias? A bias about what? Daryl? Well, it's the guy he's supposed to interview and talk to. 
Sure. With all that's going yeah. on, I well, don't again. get what the f- is going on down there. Uh, who, no, no, wonderful I, people, but I don't get what the fuck is going on down there. I don't think it's that hard though, because it's like who would have greenlit this guy being the president of hockey ops? I hate to keep bringing everything back to Europe, but that here, doesn't happen without his approval. Here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> Yeah. So we hired, we're going to give extension. Apparently, Don Maloney's okay with working with Daryl. He took his extension. Maybe. Andre's okay with working with Daryl. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Maloney said yesterday, the review of coaching's not done, and he's either going to meet with Daryl today or tomorrow. He said Daryl had some family things to attend to, and it looks like Wednesday's the sit-down. Uh, I can't imagine a new president going to the owner and saying, we have an issue with the coach, when that's what the last GM probably was saying for months. Does- Boomer said it 20 minutes ago. If he does fire him, it's even worse. It (laughs) is. It even reeks of more dysfunction. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that now can connect any dots is if Treliving shows up as the GM in Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, or something Right? Like if he lands in a a hockey job right away, you can, you can, well, that's, that's what it was. And then you promote him as an interim and he brings it. All right. But uh, we're, we're not led to believe that's necessarily the case. Well, and to be fair, I mean, th- this is the season where you will see the evaluations internally and changes made. He's a super capable guy, and if any job's open, I think he'd be one of the stronger candidates out there, given what he's had to deal with here, which is what we've talked about, you know, forever. Think of the, and just kind of to close the book on it, you think of the, the stuff that he had to deal with. And again, highly paid professional, you can do it. But the whole COVID thing... Ugh. The Bill he, Peters stuff? He really was, unfairly in a way, the, the face of the Bill Peters stuff. No president Something ha- Like it happened in wherever, Rockford. Ten years prior. Right, and he's having to be the, the I guess, whipping boy for the franchise and then all. It's you not know, that you feel sorry for him, but there's it's been a ride for sure. Yeah. There's been some ups and downs for sure. Other notes from the press conference, uh, Maloney noted that he wants candidates from other organizations as well as his own, wants to find the best candidate moving forward. I do understand the, your guys' take on Craig Conner, and that does make sense. And I, I like the idea of the process of going and finding the best guy, but the best guy ain't coming here to work in these circumstances we've unfolded. It's going to be That's weird. Exactly what, yeah, 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 we're going to get the best guy, except the Best guy can see what the fuck is going on over there, and he ain't interested. The other thing that of note is John Bean said, quote, I'm not allowed to use the word rebuild, which, you know, isn't breaking news, but it confirms essentially what people have been saying for about a decade. About and it was kind of the short-term in, mandate. You know, kind of, of tongue-in-cheek, right? But not too on point for it not to be legit. Well, John, you're smart enough to use a different word. Retooling. And that's what yeah. Jay Feaster ended up doing. <laughs> it's a different R word. What are you talking like, about? Reboot, retool. Oh, he wouldn't rebuild. And yeah, there was some uh, attempted I, humor there that I don't think the audience was ready for. Um, it was a little awkward. Yeah. I so I was texting with somebody. I said it, it was a bit of an awkward party yeah. at the Dome for everybody involved. A little cringy. A little cringy. They can't all be as smooth and savvy in the media as we are. Fair enough, Dean. Fair enough. Let's head to last night. Come on, they could. We could help them. Come on, John. Get in here. I'd love to talk with John. Have a seat over there. I mean, I don't know that. Red's been farting in it for two weeks. John's work environment probably isn't a lot different than 
the GMs that we'd spoke about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with hockey. What would motivate the Bruins, Rhett? You know, the, the illness is running around. They weren't sure if they'd have Olmark who did start. Well, how about this? Their former leader going out and hauling ass in the Boston Marathon. Check this out, Retro. This is before the game yesterday. Now, these are normal-sized humans. You'll know when you know because uh, look at that massive <laughs> human Zadeo <laughs> Chara. Look at his feet. Boston Marathon. This guy's just better at life than anyone else we know. It's incredible. Wow. Looks like he can still play, you know. Foot speed looks okay. Get him in the ring. That Roman Reigns needs a needs an opponent. Jeez. Look at that his guy. Hips. hips. Look at the shoulders on him. Look at that weird hip. Yeah, he's moving those hips for 26 yeah. miles. Clickety clack. Clickety clack. That does not motivate me at all, Pinder. That annoys me and makes me question my life choices. It does shouldn't motivate you. I just I'm just saying Zidane's better than us. That's You're not all. gonna go out for a quick gallop this afternoon now? Quick rip. Stuff for a rip, are you, bud? No Bergeron last night, but the Bruins did what the Bruins do. Allmark was great, and Alex Lyon at the other end, who stole the job in the last two weeks of the season from Sergei Bobrovsky with Spencer Knight away on personal leave. He was really good early until, well, a couple softies got past him. Three one your final. Debrusque, Marchand, Pasternak, the goal scorers, and uh, the Panthers hung around a little, but never really felt like um, it was in danger. Olmark, sensational. They had again. good chances early. In the first, I thought they played well, yep. the Panthers. Right out of the gate, and Olmark was there really to respond. As for Olmark, how about this? Oh, the, oh, geez, that's too bad. Hey, Alex, this is as Dean was tweeting about Alex Lyon. There he goes, turning back into a punk. Oh, dear. That's too bad. Thanks, Dom. That's heartbreaking. As for Olmark, very much the opposite. Still, your runaway Vesna guy. As uh, I believe it's his 50th start, and 22 of them, two goals or less? Less than two goals. Hmm. One of the two. We had the tweet in there somewhere. It's uh, it's tidy work for Olmark this season. Give him the damn award, and he's hoping he'll collect another one called the Consmite. We shall see. Uh yeah, there it is. 50 games this season. Giving up one or less in 22. Are you kidding me? That's nearly half the time. He's going to spot you with a 0-1 on the other side. That's all you had to do with Boston's roster? He's a, he's a stingy bastard. He's a stingy bastard. And I skipped over it. Let's go to it now. We talked about the additions they made at the deadline and how seamless they, they fit in. Check out the dark arts from Tyler Bertuzzi. This nearly gets a penalty all the time. Watch how he gets away with it. And yoink. Zink. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'm on the bench. What are you doing? Hey, I'm just trying to make a change here. Snap! Oh, do you want your stick back? And somewhere down the bench, Marshawn's got a tear in his eye. Just like, oh, so beautiful. So quick. That's so just beautiful. right from my eyes growing up. I think you said it retro. You look at those ads that they made with Hathaway and this guy. Orlov. They're just... Orlov's awesome. Perfect fits for that team. Greasy pricks. They fit in great. I love it. Like, this rat is perfect for the playoffs. I love it. Beautiful stuff. Okay, we'll uh, move to the uh, next series. It was Carolina at home to the New York Islanders. How about uh, first opening few seconds of the game, first shot of the power play, first few seconds of the power play, Sebastian Ajo rifle into the top of the net. Carolina would not look back. It was one nothing at that point. And then this was Ajo on Ajo. It's, it's the Sebastian Ajo bowl. Of course, the Islanders defenseman and the Carolina forward, uh, Sebastian, the forward with Carolina, winning game one. Anti-Ranta was fine, fellas. Look at that. Allowed one. Not bad at all. Mm -hmm. 
one? Mm-hmm. 962? His, nie- his nieces mm-hmm. and nephews are very excited. Yes. For their, uh, for their uncle. The upset special was not happening for me. I thought I had that one nailed. Uh-huh. We'll move along. Dallas, Minnesota. This was a war. Bit of a sleepy-er first period. Warner Warner rolling his eyes. The next four periods, incredibly physical and some great plays along the way. Here was the one play that we'll see a ton of. 3-2, the Wild do win it in double overtime. But let's go back to Matt Dumba colliding with Joe Pavelski. Scary, some gray area, a major penalty, a review. Let's watch it and unpack here as Dumba comes in on Joe Pavelski with a shoulder. Pucks a ways away. Uh, it's kind of in that, is that too late or not territory? And watch the sticks get in Pavelski's face as he's hit. Not a high stick per se, but a stick that during the collision gets rammed into his temple. Two sticks up in his face. And then watch the impact of the head on the ice. That is a scary scene for Pavelski who needed to be helped off the ice and down the tunnel. And remember, infamously, the five-minute penalty he drew as a member of the Sharks against the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 7 in Vegas' second year. They scored four times to win that game, move on to the round two. The league actually instituted a review for five-minute penalties as a result of that play, and that's exactly what happened last night. They handed out a five-minute major, then rescinded it and gave coincidental minors. What are we seeing on the hit here, fellas? Not all at once now. letting the player... I just, I, I hate being the hypocrite because I like big hits, but I thought they were getting rid of those ones. Yeah, and that's the type of hit you'd see all the time in so, your playing days, but they're trying to get away from it to your point, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm shocked that it was called a major and then rescinded. Like, Yeah, not even to a minor. It hadn't been called a major and they didn't, inst- they didn't take it that far, maybe, but... And Pavelski's kind of shielded there. Is that Hartman, right? That's kind of in his peripheral there. So a couple bodies tangled. He probably doesn't see him until the last. I'm I'm just saying for Pavelski, why it it connects with him. He's got to, he's got to, so he really doesn't see it until the last second. Yeah. He does get the shoulder right on the chin, it looks like there to me. Yeah. They slowed it down and showed the stick right up and dislodging the helmet before the hit. It's. It's not pretty, and really, more than whether this is a five or a two or coincidentals or nothing at all, you hope Joe Pavelski can get back here. That's another significant head injury. Um, those aren't good to have, never mind multiple ones of those, I'm and it didn't look good going off. Joe Pavelski. In the series? or He didn't come back. Well, Ever. That wouldn't be good. Okay, we'll move along. Uh, that was the hit. How about this play in overtime? Brock Faber, how's your third NHL game going? You're in double overtime. Look at this chance. Mm. Oh, deflects it with his stick. Diving. Like you say, Retro, dive. Get down there. Oh. Nah, I wanted Marchment to score as old man. Damn it. I was cheering for him there. Great opportunity. And the just look at, a, and look at the play at the blue line guy gets gets clipped this was very physical line. yeah it was like a good of one. all the four it wasn't close this was your heaviest hockey of the night Here it is there whoop <laughs> eventually it's a turnover that pops out to ryan hartman who tucks it in around jake ottinger who was sensational in the contest that ends it 
And man, all those fans staying up till like midnight in Dallas, that, that's got to feel like a sucker punch. You, you stay up that late, Dean, and your team can't. Well, yeah. Can't come through in the end. Oh. oh. And so now the was. question is, will they bounce back? Look at Hartman in the golf shirt. Just dishing. Hartman's stockier than I thought. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there go the Wild I'm getting a one game. This guy got back up. Oh, man, yeah. and popped right back up. Yeah. That's impressive. Good chin on you. You know what? That's what it is. Some of, the, some of those wiry guys, Rhett, sneaky, tough. Good chin. Oof. Okay. To Edmonton. Just hang on a second. Oh, I just, it's, um, it's right on the button. That's a jaw. That's your knockout, <sighs> most people. Now, is because he doesn't react at all except catching the punch with his face. Oof. Does he have time there to, to do anything, Rhett, or is it? Are, are we just giving Johnny Golf shirt credit for being that quick? Look at, it's his girl. It's his girl there that distracts him. She's grabbing his arm. He thinks he's going to get pulled away. Yeah, Bam. what the hell is she doing? The dude with the earplugs mm. is handing out free knuckle sandwiches here. Okay, that's enough of that. Edmonton, LA. I, I like the guy below that had no reaction at yeah. all. Just going, you going to oh, catch this oh. guy? I, I can't. I got my hands in my uh, in my bunny hug. Oh boy, sucks <laughs> to be that guy. My hands are so toasty warm. I I don't dare bring them out. It's an ice rink. It's very chilly in here. Oilers blue two. You didn't two. even try and catch me, dude. There'd be a discussion afterwards. Who gives a fuck? That's the most exciting thing of the Pinder Report right you there. You haven't it's seen the scrap old. we got coming from California. Oh, okay, then move on. So we'll keep moving. All right. Oilers blew two two-goal leads, and we needed overtime after Anze Kopitar tied it with 17 seconds left. Kings win 4-3 in overtime. All the moaning and bitching wasn't about blowing two leads, nor the parade to the penalty box from the Oilers, but that this DeHarnay swipe of the stick set up the Kings for a power play in overtime. Lazat out muscles him and DeHarnay, you're good. Don't swing your stick at his feet. Oh, you just exactly. And no, he didn't step on the stick. Look at that. Do you sell it? Probably. But don't be swinging your stick in the feet. What can you gain here if you're DeHarnay? I'm confused. Why is this a good play to put the ref in that spot? You're lucky he doesn't step on your stick. Then it's an obvious one. What are you saying there, Ed? He helps it, doesn't he? I'm seeing a dive. Lazat gets watched the wobble of his right skate here, but he rides through that and then bails. It's like, okay, well, I'll just go down here. But, hey, you want to put the ref in that spot? Guess you got to live with the ref's decision. Good job, Lazat. What are you doing with the swing of the stick? Blake. Blake. Blake Lazat. Who cares about the swing of the stick? Why are you letting the Kings score two in the third at late? Why is the six foot minutes? seven guy getting muscled <laughs> off the puck by Blake Lazat? <laughs> I'm glad McDavid was out there at the end in case he got an empty netter. That'd be awesome. Well, and then before this, the more painful part, Rhett, is there was the goal that was called no goal because Derek Ryan, forever a flame. Cheater. You can't do that. I mean, talk about a blatant breaking of the rules. Yeah. A high stick redirection into the net, but even more of that emotional roller coaster for Oilers fans. You think you win it in overtime, then this, this penalty, then beautiful power play goal from the Kings, and she's over. Game one that first, goes to the Kings. Sorry, I was going to say, in that first period, you. oh, here it is. They win. There it is. It's like, oh, what do you do when your team loses in the playoffs? I guess throw shit on the ice? What Are, are we new here? Is this Australia? We're teaching people about hockey. Look at this shit. There's a beer. Losers. This is sweat hog behavior. Like, be better, Edmonton. 
You've been here before, right? You got a bunch of those things in the rafters? Game, Come on. Game one, guys. Game one. Now it's not everybody. The rink's full of thousands, tens of thousands of people. So, you know, Every rink is. Did we see any other fan base act like this yesterday? I think there'd be a lot of Oilers fans Jesus. who would be very unhappy that they will be painted with that brush because of some Lugans. Well, and so what I want the Oilers fans oh, who... Cheater. Cheater. Oh, look at this cheater look here. Cheater. Cheater. Yeah. Head height. Sorry, that's over four feet. And I get Derek Ryan's, you know, smaller guy, but... Not that small. Cheaters. Above oh, his head. way high. Way high. Way high. Way high. And uh, for those that think it's okay to throw beers on the ice, I want you to imagine that uh, this is a player wearing 97 and orange and how close this beer gets. This is post-game as well. Oh, classy. The good news is Anze's probably expecting it because the ice is already littered with shit that fans have thrown on. Is that an IPA? It have looked like a heavy aim. one. Yeah. Have better aim, you clown. Yeah, if that's a light beer, I don't know it comes down so hard, eh? It's like Rocket Ishmael in the Great Cup. <laughs> that's right. That's a in serious Winnipeg. Pull. Serious pull. You're welcome. Okay, we'll move on. Look Tonight's at, action. Look at, but look at this. Look at this donkey. It's just not Z- Zip. Zing, zing, zing. Yeah, and, and now he's mad. I was minus two, and we lost. I didn't get a point. I set them up All at right. five on three. Did pretty much everything to get in that first lead. Yeah, still, still the best player in the world. Fans, I don't know if they're the best in the world. That behavior, smarten up. Come on, Jared. Come on, Jarrod. We know that they're not the best. Tonight's slate, the four series we did not see yesterday, we will see tonight. Very excited about this. We got an amazing oh. Hudson River battle oh. at 5 o'clock. That's Rangers-Devils. Love it. We got the Bolts and Leafs again in Toronto. And yes, the Leafs, significant favorites in the sports books. Later on, 7.30, we go to Vegas retro. A little early to be going out in Vegas, but you do what you have to do. It's playoffs. Jets are there. Connor Hellebuck and company. And then the nightcap tonight, Avs and Avalanche. Excuse me. Avs and Kraken from Denver. You smell smoke too, or is that just me? Nope, just you. Got it. Great. Wonderful. Speaking of of debuting tonight. How's your left elbow? Is it sore? Yeah, sure. Great. Look at the debuts we've got tonight. There's some significant playoff droughts that are being snapped. Jake McCabe, 504 games, Rhett. He's playing his first playoff game. Oh, Jack Eichel, nice. 476. He's playing his first game. All oh, these Sabres. Bertuzzi oh. yesterday. Sam Steele yesterday. Denis Malgain. <laughs> Dennis Malgain. There's, uh, Jack Hughes, 244. I was so happy for Sean Walker last night. Were you? Yeah. 232. He must have been hurt last night. He deserved year. it. Yeah. Boy walks. Mike McLeod. See the guy with that uh, song they kept playing, Four-Year-Old Virgin, in the sound room? Or is no, that... that's a different guy. <laughs> okay. It's Michael McDonald. <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sam Steele scored last night. Sam Steele, beauty breakaway yeah. goal. Uh, Connor Bedard, breaking news, Rhett. This overblown prospect, the top prospect in central scouting rankings. You'll be stunned to hear. So there's a shot he's going to go first. I'm moving him up my draft board. Yeah. Connor Bedard had more games this year with five or more points. Ten times. Then he did games where he didn't get a point. Five times. You know who else was first overall? David Legwand. <laughs> You're not playing this card, are you? Is I, this, I want him to wear the badge. Are you planting your flag in this take and that then Connor he, Bedard is over? Remember, and then and then Dougie was at the game in Saskatoon. <laughs> so I don't know. That Bedard doesn't play the other end of the puck very well. Did Legwand go first overall? I don't think he did, no. I don't think he went first overall. He was a first yes, rounder, but... Uh, it's probably the best comp for Connor now that I think about it. Connor Bedard 
David Legwan 2.0. Yes. Make the t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Patrick's fine. Patrick Stefan. Okay. Alexandra Degg. It's so good. It's amazing. I love that you're playing the heel on this. It's I'm good. Very happy. It's a commitment. Now, this one, we go to the Bow River Bruins, Calgary Junior C. We'll have an image no, here. I can't cheer for those cheating bastards. That's where Sarich's kid played, and they cheated us out of a, a tournament victory. So, I'm, no, I'm not going. Oh, you close your eyes, Rhett. The rest of us will watch. This is um, when uh, Junior C recreates NHL. So, in the top of your screen, you've got Dallas Edmonton, where Patrick Stefan, funny you mentioned him, has an empty net. And uh, let's see where the, the rest matches up. Hello. How did you know we were going to talk about Patrick Steffen? Good work. That's those, crazy. Those unis. Good work on the uh, RR41 productions there on TikTok. Do you guys want to question my my memory as to who, if Patrick Steffen was a, oh, no, wait. Legwand. It was David Legwand, I said. That is right. Do we want to <laughs> question? Memory. Yes, we do, actually. You're sharp. We need <laughs> a moment with your memory. <laughs> Stefan before the Sedin Twins. Oh, number two overall. Mm. Son of a. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So close. Well, maybe Connor slides. He could still be leg one. You eh? showed us. <laughs> Do you want to test my... Okay, Put no that more... in your pipe and drink it. No more memory tests. <laughs> Class adjourned. <laughs> Last couple for you. Great news on from Buffalo Rhett. Damar Hanlon has been cleared for full football yep. activities. That's incredible news after what we saw last year. And finally, a couple for you. We'll start with uh, what you had noted earlier in the show. We thought the Wolverine went up to Edmonton last night, but he might have pulled a fast one on us because it was game one Oilers. And that honk, you know, he's got deep roots there, but spotted in Calgary. <laughs> there he is. There Crazy he is, bastard. yeah. Usually he's down at the pub down the street. Well, that's eating not far. To, eating fish tacos. It's a few blocks from the river park. That's oh, probably he it. He's, he's, fish tacos are done. Let's that's go for a bath in the river. Out after the loss, after the loss last night, he became distraught and disoriented. Yeah, and did you notice the texts? Apart. Yeah, text, got quiet. Eh? Texts and photos from the rank slowed yeah. down. Once that mm. first two goal lead was gone. Yeah, and the second. Yeah, mm. LFG. Weird. Woo. Yep. Finally, we'll close things out by taking a little trip to Petco Park. Beautiful place to see a game. You, have you been to the stadium there, Rhett? Let's I mean, go, Dean. Breathtaking. Best ever. You Weather's always, always great in San Diego. Now the team's even good. And look at how much fun everyone's having in the stands in San Diego. You gotta love this. Actually, this is Colorado, but it's Padres. Oh, 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 dude. That's a knockout. This is, That's a knockout. A, this is a KO. Holy. This is an early Mike Tyson, 10 seconds in. Oh. And the poor old bastard. Like this. Oh. Frat boy is jacked up and ready to throw, and, and this poor dad is at the park with his glasses on. Jesus. This like, is not good. Look, at that's that's oh. everybody's dad right there. Oh, dad. Rubber legs. Jesus. Who did, Down. Who did he bonk into that was completely irrelevant and unsupportive? Again, if, you're, if your buddy's chirping, yeah. like, why don't you look back Manny up? Manny Machado least, come in here. Oh, dear. Christ. That's a... He's like, oh... He's like, why? What'd you do that for? What's going on here? Hey, what the heck, man? I actually stumbled across an Instagram account that's going to be a problem because it's like eight of these every is day. Is it? I just don't. I, Tremendous. You'd hate oh. to be this person. You hate it happening to this person, but you can't stop no, watching it. It's like a car accident. 
listen, I'm going to interrupt right here just for the people that are listening. Folks, let's replay this. Look where this man's hands stay. I know. Someone's mm. confronting you. Oh, Put no, your that's hands like this. I watched a special. It's on leaned in. like you're thinking deep because then your hands are up near your face and you can protect yourself. Even if you deflect that punch a little bit, yeah. you got them down in your pockets. You're going to take one in the kiss. Well, we saw that in Dallas I earlier in the show. Get your hands up. Get your hands up. Fuck, dude is concussed. He's out cold. He's, you know what? He's having a bad day. If that was yesterday. Get him up higher. This Too is the low. please no posture. And look at the full extension on this. Well, and you know what? This is very much, it, it's kind of like uh, Rugnet Odor and, uh, oh, the glasses went flying, right? Yeah, this is did. very He's much Odor. Those are Batista. And Batista. Batista at least got up. Like this they, guy's out. Used to, it's, it's like they teach you in a, when we were kids, when we first started fighting when we were 14. <laughs> Hit him in the back of the head. When you're punching him. You want to? You don't through try the to pop him in the front it. of the nose, through the head, right in the hit him in the back of the skull. That's what you're trying to hit. And the thing is, and dude's walking towards him exactly. with purpose. Oh boy, you gotta get your hands up. Gotta and I, hands and up. much like Odor, I think uh, Padres sweater guy, not the first punch he's ever thrown. In no, his this is a it's a grizzled vet here. He does not miss. Just tags him. <laughs> Good night, glasses. Good night, sir. Check please. Uh, valet, wheel up the car. All you want to do is come see the Padres and the Rockies. Oof. Is that a Tulowitzki jersey? It looks like it could be, yeah. That's your pen to report, fellas. Keep your hands up, would you? Get your hands up. Gabe Ponchin. Gabe Ponchin. That's right. Village Honda presents the pen to report. They, of the course, in the Northwest. In the is gonna... <laughs> Northwest Auto Mall. Online he at Village. the shrug. He showed him. Hey, please don't oh, do that again. Yeah, I don't need to. I KO'd him. <laughs> Hard to kind of get into a sponsor read after this. I know. If you want someone that's got your back, (laughs) how about Village Honda? Detailing packages for your vehicle. Hands up if you want uh, a clean car inside and out. You want to knock out the dirt, Dean? (laughs) That's right. $79.95 is where the detailing packages start. Clean winter off your rig. Book your details today at your dealership for life. Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall. For life. Question, fellas. Mm-hmm. Question for you. God. I'm going to be taking in a ball game this weekend. That's right. Do I need to prepare myself for some physical? Like, what happens at a ball game? First that off, leads to that. If you're going to go into enemy territory, there's a different approach. But I feel like you're going to be at Yankee Stadium. You're going to be wearing Yankees gear, and you're not going to be looking to chirp the visiting fans. And if you are, you got a whole section with you. I don't worry about you. You also got that reach advantage, you know, to keep your hands up. Just be right. You've gone to a lot of games and no one swung at you. And usually you're in an owner's suite. That's right. Because yeah. you're the common man. He doesn't have any wealthy friends. Yeah, Mr. Stein. Well, we might sit with Steinbrenner. I don't know. <laughs> sure what. What's his name? Which one? Stein. 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 <laughs> with Mr. Brenner? Yeah, Stein Brenner. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got some stuff I want to do here. God, we did. so it's it's Blue Jays Yankees or is it someone else Yankees? Jays Yankees. Okay. And if I had my Donaldson, I'd wear it. That would confuse people. Although he's not there anymore, is he? Where are you going? Well, yeah, he's back. Where? So are you going to New York or Toronto? New York. All right. Toronto would be closer then because you're close. That's all the reason I asked. I wasn't Toronto sure. would be closer. And then Rob Ray told me today. Oh my God, I should have taken a picture. 
<sighs> Dean, we have discussed this on numerous occasions. People, if you have any self-respect, you don't trot around in a pair of gray sweatpants. Again with Razor? Sure as fuck. Don't trot around in gray sweatpants and a gray bunny hug combo. <laughs> My God. You just leaving the gym? Coffee with yeah. this icon of the with this icon of the community, and he's strutting around in the full Sly Stallone workout gear, sweat gray sweatpants, gray hoodie, yeah. just gross. He's going to punch sides oh. of beef. <laughs> What, a, what has happened? You know what, though? I'm going to let you tell him that he's got to change his clothes. I was going to say, you're closer than we are. Because I'll, I'll be... Johnny loses his glasses. He can't work out. <laughs> I'll be fishing for my fucking glasses after I wake up. He can't work out in that outfit because it'll shrink if it gets sweaty. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you're so gross. <laughs> Yeah, I get like maybe you're in a pinch and it's 11 and you got to run an errand and you're stuck in sweatpants. But if you're meeting someone in public. You went to a restaurant for breakfast for <laughs> sakes. And you're a sports icon in the community. It was 9.15 a.m. What the? Holy what was jumping. what about the footwear? What were we on, what at, on the feet? Oh, it's got to be the Air Monarchs. Oh, yeah. Slides. <laughs> fancy sneaks. He, he's got the fancy sneaks that he wears to the games, and then he sprints across the ice at the yeah. end of the night. Uh, let's uh, let's jump right to our Sorry. picks. No, that's good. That's I glad we got those it. Those are the things I we need more of, frankly. Yeah, and you should have got us. That's a pick. good. That's good. Do some homework for us here. Uh, let's do our picks. As you mentioned, Pinder, the uh, four last night. The Everybody else gets in on the fun tonight. Can't wait. Uh, we'll do our Betway bets. Do you want, I'll, I'll leave it to Alex. If we if we want to do picks or if we want to do Betway, because we're going to do both before we, Ooh, uh, that's right. yeah, yeah, before yeah. we go, because we'll make our uh, our final predictions and uh, and do some Betway. Isn't that nice of Jack to put that up on YouTube, our picks, so that like they'll live forever and everyone can see how smart we <laughs> yeah, are? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Actually, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let, let's do bets of the day. That's it's it. already up there. The yep, Betway bets of the day. I going back to it. There you see it. You did well last night. I did. I had the Oilers Kings, the highest scoring match of the night, and then Shit. I had the uh, the trifecta of Kaprizov, Robertson, and who else to score? Drysaddle, Leon. That's right. Yeah, the pair. So let's just keep it rolling. Hell yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Austin and Luke. Matthews and Hughes each to get a goal or more, plus Luke? 300. Probably Jack. Or Jack, yep. sorry. Jack <laughs> Hughes. And the finale of the evening, Seattle at Colorado. Oh, Dean, I love you. I'm just going, uh, I'm going all hail Kale. Kale McCarr, two or more points, plus 187. He's back. He's back. Dean, you just leave that board up. I'm taking one of those. Are I've you? also got the two plus points for Kale McCarr. It's the postseason. It's a Seattle club. It's Kale McCarr. We've seen this script before. Two points ain't a stretch. Plus 187. Yep. And Colorado in regulation only minus 125. This might be the biggest gap 
in terms of talent in a series. And credit to Seattle that's been scrappy. But we've seen Colorado missing many of their best players for long stretches this season win their division. It's go time. Hop on the abs. There you go. That way, that's the day. Betway Bets of the Day. Get the Betway app. Get it on your phone. Play along. Have fun. Be responsible. Don't be a Richard. Be, uh, if you're Ontario, be 19 for sure. Yo. Yeah. That's what we're going to ask. Let's start uh, for, again, four. We'll go in uh, chronological order. First game of the night in New Jersey, where the Devils are hosting the Ranger. Great series. I'm excited for this. And this was the one, as all that kind of jockeying for position, this was the one I think everybody felt. If that 2-3 could be the Rangers and Devils, that'd be a hell of a series. And uh, there you see it. Regular season, 3-0-1 are the Devils. Um, boy, power play. That Rangers power play. When it's you throw Kane into that mix. Tarasenko, Kreider, Zabinijad, Panarin. Could be, you know what it could be, Rhett? Could be deadly. Deadly. Could be deadly. So this one here, uh, we can. Who wants to start us off? Who's feeling this one? I'm feeling this one. Rangers. Okay, very good. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really interesting litmus test for the Devils. They haven't been here. This is the first time as a team they've gotten here, and they've come to prominence very quickly. Last year, we're like, who are these bums? And yes, they got down to like their sixth string goalie, and John Gillies was making multiple appearances with them, and you know that undid a lot of, I think, some good under the surface last season, but this is going to be a big test for them. I think they pass it. I think this is a group that defensively, I love their blue line. Vanacek's been solid in net. The Rangers scared the shit out of me with Shesterkin in that offense, but they really weren't that good after the deadline. You've had a Shesterkin bone for years. He, totally. And I have a v- Vasilevsky. He's been great too, but I, I just think this team is a better team. I'd take the Devils in seven. I'm Rangers in seven. Woo! I love this series. I'm Rich, not going to be disappointed whoever it goes. Rangers, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you? Rangers and Rangers and six. They right. win it at a Madison Square Garden. Nice. Oh man, that'd be a scene, wouldn't it? You should go to a game there, retro. And this, God, yeah. oh, I love this. Good. Like for the Devils, not only to be back, but to playing? do it against their biggest rivals. I love this. You're going to be in New York, there, and New Jersey's not far from where you are, regardless. Well, when, well, I know, but I could go to MSG. I, I know. I could. I could. <laughs> so Saturday night. Devils. Saturday night. Saturday night. Come on, baby. Devils slight favorites, but this is the closest series we have in wagering odds. Yeah. Heading into game wow. one. Very Last slight time favorites. I went to a Rangers game in, in New York City. I got absolutely shit-bombed with Keenan afterwards. Really? Mike? And you guys had iron. Really? Mike. You guys had differences. I was going to say, that'd be a you, short list of players you know that like, hey, had? I'm going to go hang with Mike tonight. <laughs> they had beef. Who didn't with Mike? No, we, we, we had a beef bit to begin. But then we, when he finally talked to me like I was a human being, he realized oh. that maybe I wasn't the idiot in the room. Mm. Jeez. There is a track record of some Richard coaches that have come through here. Next series, let's go. Next series, Tampa Bay at Toronto. This is uh, this collection of of Leafs have been together for quite a while now. Will this be the year that they will finally be able to get out of round number one? They were two zero and one against the Lightning in the regular season. Look at that goals against two point six eight for the Leafs over three over three for, for the Bulls Tampa, which I almost feel like I could do a little 
Look at that. Can that be a, can that be a, anyway, it's not about fact checking uh, this. It's about who we think is going to win. Rhett, you were first out of the gate last pick. Let's do it again. Can the Leafs finally get through to round two? I don't want Geo to retire, so I'll take the lightning. I see what he did there. That was. Yeah, and you're right. If they win the cup, Geo's fucking done. I thought he was wishing some success for his buddy, but he wanted him to suffer. Oh, you more. want him right. That was a twist at the end there. Yeah. Because when he starts off with, I don't want my buddy Geo, you know, it's like we've all already yeah, made up yeah. our minds where honest, he's going. Honest to God, I have I I want to pick the Leafs. I just the lightning feel a bit like uh Belichick and the Patriots. It's evil Empire. Moment, where yeah. you're like you look back on the series and go, yeah, you idiot. How do you bet against them? You mean you took Ilya Samsonov ahead of Andre Vasilevsky? Yes, I yes, am. Exactly. Leafs in six. <laughs> they finally get over the hump. I think it's I actually, a better team, but yes, they're going to have to overdo or make up for the gap in goaltending here. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I, if I was house life on the line, boy, I feel. <laughs> I, I think the Leafs win it, but if if it's coming down to it, I'm the same way. I will take Tampa Bay. They have better goaltending. They have experience. Nothing matters until now. We've seen them in years past. Well, yeah, see, they're dead. Oh, I guess they're not dead. They they come back. Uh, yeah, give me the lightning in, uh, I'm going to say six. Lightning. Yeah. Two of you. All right. Time to head out west. Watch Sheldon Keefe's head just watch right Kyle off Dubas jump out of the press box. Belt. Oh man! Yeah. So that there's was, uh, okay. there you go. That's the look at the East. Those are well, the two Eastern Conference uh, matchups. Off to the West we go. What are we going to say, Rhett? What about? Nothing. All right, good. Winnipeg in this Vegas. One. Golden Knights swept the season series. The Jets did get a extra time loss, and they're o two and one. Vegas has been hard to figure almost from day one. They were so good year one. This year, it just uh, they were without Mark Stone for a period of time. Top two goalies. Their goaltenders <laughs> didn't seem to matter really who they threw in there. Uh, but they can score. 3.26 goals, four per game. I uh, this, is, this is almost Belichickian again where I'm going to take Vegas just because I, I don't. I don't know how they're good, but they are. So I'm just going to stop being stupid about it. I think it's Vegas in six. You've had 82 games to see them. They've been I'm the best team in the, the division. Goal. Well, I'm going with the goaltender. Vegas are choke artists. They've proven it over the years. Can't get it done. Go Jets and Connor. They've only, only been to the final. Connor in Western Canada I could cheer for. All right. Ma- not McDavid. And not Bedard, as you've told us. Yeah, clearly. he's just David Legwand. But it is Connor Hellebuck. I'll take uh, Vegas in seven. I think we got a good Gold. series here. And the final series for our predictions. And How can you win a series if your penalty kill is only 77%? No chance. <laughs> no chance. No, there's, uh, Rhett, will you issue refunds for anyone that wagers on Winnipeg and loses? That's why I can't pick Seattle. Look at their Jesus. Oh, Red. that's why. See? Yeah. Like 3%. The Jets? 2.5%. How could you? 
Uh, season series between Colorado and Seattle. Look at the oh, 1 and 2. Winless against the Kraken this year are the Avalanche. Can't be right. Cause, uh, okay. It only adds up to two wins in the three games, but I got you. All right. Abs oh, right. in five. Abs in five. This is another one of those teams. Bark, 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 where it's bark, like, bark, why are they? Pick. Just Christina do it. Chicken. It's YouTube. It's not Parliament. They score, but they, I just, it's Colorado in, uh, I'll go seven though. Okay. I think, I think they Got get them the distance, but. Uh, I'm curious to see that Seattle rink. Like, I don't know that we've talked about it a bunch, but how amped is it a second-year expansion team in the playoffs? And Vegas kind of threw the calibration off of what to expect from an expansion team, but that doesn't mean they're any less fucking excited in Seattle. Holy oh, it'll, shit. Yeah. It'd, it'd be, you won't uh, be able don't to... Don't doubt hippies there. <laughs> don't so hippies. Be able to cheer. 350 bucks US to see. Yeah, don't doubt hippies. <laughs> That's like a lot of empty bottles, Red. You get all high on the Mary Jewel. Come on. 14 bucks for a Dasani. Yeah, hippie! <laughs> what did you... You took Colorado in how many? Five. Five. We both said five. Five. There you go. So those are the picks. I think upside from Colorado, we're split on all the series. That's good. I'm stunned you took the Jets. Because you talk about choke artists. My goodness. Oh. It doesn't get much oh. better than that team in Winnipeg. The yeah, last two months, do. aside from maybe the last two weeks, yeah. God almighty. I think it's a good series, though. And for the Jets, maybe a clean slate, Rhett, and being 0-0 zero and zero and not having to talk about your last 20 games. Just, you know what, now that you've seen one game of Florida-Boston, how do you feel about, because I know you took Florida, but it was kind of for effect. Because I don't think any of us picked a sweep at all through round one. I wouldn't pick a sweep there either right now. Is anything that you saw last night maybe change your tune on who you picked? Well, I, my confidence is shot. I don't. I thought last night was the big chance for the 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 cats to get a victory and you know put a little pressure on the Bruins. <laughs> Ditto the Islanders. They ain't beating the Bruins. That Bruins game, it felt like it was just all just steady Bruins. Odd man rushes. Lion was making those big saves. But the Panthers were out shooting them somehow. It's like, is this, am I watching the Flames again? Quality over quantity? Well, and early Florida had their chances and didn't bury. And then once Boston got a lead, it's like, well, now you're fucked. Yeah. This isn't uh, a green team that doesn't know how to protect a lead. Because Lion made two or three saves yeah. that ordinarily are goals. And suddenly yes. that becomes a 4-1 or whatever. It I noticed all the players I had in my pool on Boston got robbed by Lion. And then some duster I'd never heard of was <laughs> scoring. Yeah. Fuck, come on, Lion. Now, in our... Uh, in our playoff pool, did anyone take Philip Gustafson in net, or did he go Mark uh, Andre Fleury? I don't know. Fleury got taken for sure. Yeah, he would have been the only one. And look, we talked midseason. The notion of Gustafson being the starter in the playoffs seemed a little crazy, but he's been nails since the new year. Well, he was real good against Calgary. Zero zero, zero to the shootout. Game. Yeah, I saw somebody on uh, on Twitter last night. It's like the Wild need to thank Cam Talbot and his agent. Mm hmm. It's like, well, what is that? Because remember, Cam Talbot's agent. I can't coexist Bill, with uh, Flurry. Bill Guerin's going to have to figure his shit out. Yeah. Bill's like, I he don't figured need, it out. I don't need to figure out fuck all. Talbot, pack your shit. Go to Ottawa. I'll take the kid who's better than I'll me. I'll take whoever you want to send back. 
And Talbot... <laughs> Gustafson, 51 saves last night. Sensational. And Talbot not being brought back by the Sens. There's your corresponding news. So, uh, check mark, Garen X, Pierre Dorian makes hockey decisions. And from that game last night, I mentioned it to Pinder earlier, and I, it That's just fun. stood out to me. Miro Haskinen, in the loss... Played 41 minutes and 42 seconds. It's a bit of hockey. So it's double OT, but that's uh, that's a lot for game one in defeat for a, for a guy. That Stars Club, they had all kinds of chances. They, they were, were so great good. all night. Gustafson was sensational. Uh, you best be winning game two, or that's uh, the morale. Pavelski leaves as well. Uh, but it, it was a war. It was a bounce either way. I expect more of the same game, too. Before we go, check out the social media, Flames Nation social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter. We are giving away two pair of passes to go and see Ario Speedwagon at the Great Eagle Event Center coming up on May the 4th. A lot of stuff going on. Just I would go to the website, Great Eagle uh, Resort Casino, and the, between stand-up comedians and motivational speakers and rock acts and country and you name it, the Event Center is hopping all tickets uh, available at Ticketmaster.ca is where you get for uh, for well, any of that. We tie fights; they got it all. Did we? Uh, did our tickets to our huge sold out event? Did you get those through Ticketmaster? I'm not sure. It was a little bit different that way, but that was yeah. at the conference center, not the event center. Oh, I so got you. As it grows, yeah. there, you go. there you go. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino and the Event Center, proud partners of. Uh, well, I'm I'm saying they're proud. Probably more for them to say. We're proud of proud. They're with We're us. proud they're with yeah. us, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how proud we are that I was on stage doing the high kicks, but that's a story for tomorrow, apparently. I'm extremely proud. We need someone to have the confidence to get out there and get noticed. That's wonderful. <clears throat> yeah, just for PR. That's right. Wasn't a drunk. <laughs> Not a loser. Yeah. Just for the team. Never bad publicity. Not some loud guy in a sparkly coat. That nope. Just felt he had to get on stage and Not do high kicks. some attention whore high kicking <laughs> in a sequin jacket. <laughs> See you tomorrow. That's going to do it for, uh, for the Barn Burner podcast and program. Back tomorrow. And, and, and thank you, Oilers. You really suck. <laughs> See ya, buddies. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.